0: Today is Friday, October 14th, and you're listening to the Morning Announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the Morning Announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. Yesterday, the House January 6th committee held what they said would be their final session, but that was before we knew that they were contemplating issuing a subpoena to Donald John Trump himself. Apart from the content of the hearings, their vote to subpoena the former Apprentice host was the biggest headline to come out of yesterday's session. In theory, if Trump doesn't testify and at least plead the fifth, he could potentially be held in contempt of Congress. However, this will all become painfully irrelevant if Democrats lose the House majority in November, which is your cue to register to vote or check your registration or request an absentee ballot, whatever it is you need to do to ensure that the 300 election deniers who are running for office don't get elected. Now let's talk about the hearing itself. The big message yesterday was that Trump had a premeditated plan to claim election fraud, even before he lost, and that the Secret Service and FBI were well aware of the plan for violence at the Capitol in advance, but TBH were not really that opposed to it. The committee demonstrated their awareness by showing numerous internal emails from the Secret Service and the FBI. Apparently a sizable percentage of the FBI felt sympathetic to the January 6 rioters, with one agent even refusing to take a SWAT assignment that involved arresting an insurrectionist because he felt that that was too harsh. I'm sure Trump is wondering where were all these friendly FBI agents when he was trying to hoard state secrets at his tacky dictator palace. It was also clear that Trump had been planning to declare victory even before election day. They shared an email from October 31st which indicated that Trump planned to declare victory on the election day deadline for votes to be counted, which is not a real thing. But then again, neither was Greenland ever for sale, so. Anyway, the committee also showed clips of lawmakers running from the insurrectionists and footage of Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and others talking to the DOD, DOJ, local governors, Mike Pence, and others during January 6th to try to bring an end to the violence and make sure that the election certification vote would happen. And as we all witnessed live on TV that day, it took several hours to make any progress. In one of these clips, Nancy says that they have to wait to clean up the poo-poo in the Capitol. And for once, she wasn't talking about Matt Gates. At the end of the hearing, Liz Cheney referred to the potential for the committee to refer criminal charges to the DOJ, which is technically the most serious legal authority they have, aside from subpoenas and TV hearings. She said that they have enough evidence to recommend criminal charges to the DOJ for multiple people, which is definitely giving a strong season two could be announced at any moment vibe. Now we're on to one of Trump's other crimes, the Mar-a-Lago documents. According to new reporting from the Washington Post, a Trump employee told federal investigators that Trump personally instructed him to move documents that the National Archives and the DOJ were trying to get back. The employee's description of the instruction appears to match surveillance footage that the DOJ already has, which shows people moving the boxes at Mar-a-Lago. Look, I think it is unfair to assume that there was anything in those boxes other than the 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have. While we're talking about those Mar-a-Lago boxes, we have a Supreme Court verdict on the matter of those classified documents. Don't you love the days when the stories just flow together? The Supreme Court rejected Trump's request that the special master be given access to review the approximately 100 classified documents that were separated from the other 11,000 documents that Trump was hoarding at Mar-a-Lago. The ruling is at least slightly reassuring that the court may have one tiny crumb of a scruple left. New reporting from The Wall Street Journal reviewed the past five years' worth of financial disclosures across 50 federal regulatory agencies, and what they found was a level of corruption that would make any autocracy swoon. They found that the regulators at the FTC traded stocks and funds more than officials at any other major agency. If you're not familiar with the FTC, their whole purpose is to regulate businesses and protect the public from unfair business practices. And as an agency, they have opened investigations into businesses across almost every major industry. It turns out that these officials were instead busy with trying to figure out how to make money off of their knowledge of the businesses that they were specifically entrusted with protecting the public from. As much as a third of the FTC's 90 senior officials owned or traded stocks in companies that were undergoing FTC merger review or investigations, and FTC officials owned stock in 22 of the roughly 60 large companies that the FTC brought cases against over the five years that they were examining. It's notable that as the agency has increasingly been investigating tech companies, they were also investing in them simultaneously. Almost a quarter of the top FTC officials, including the chairman, owned individual stocks in Amazon, Meta, Alphabet, Microsoft, and Oracle. But the craziest part? This is actually completely legal. The rules apparently contain exemptions that often permit officials to own stocks that overlap with their agency's work. Which leaves me guessing why all these Wharton grads are lining up for Wall Street jobs when they can just be federal regulators with government perks like public service loan forgiveness and free stock tips. And finally for the week, we deserve this story. CVS announced yesterday that they are absorbing the price of the tampon tax in 12 states where their appeal of a tampon tax has failed, including Texas, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Virginia, and Wisconsin. As of yesterday, the price of CVS brand period products will be reduced by 25%, and CVS is continuing to work with other organizations to eliminate menstrual taxes nationwide. Just make sure to keep using backup birth control in Texas so you don't end up taking 100% off your tampon bill for the next nine months. For listening to the morning announcements. If you enjoyed this podcast and all the biased views shared here, you can help us grow by leaving a five-star rating on Spotify and a review on Apple. And of course, by telling your friends about it, especially the ones who wanna keep up around the midterms. And if you want more news, check out our newly launched premium episodes. You can find them in your feed on Apple or by searching for Morning Announcements Extra Extra on Spotify. For this Friday's episode, I am doing a deep dive into the billionaires who are killing journalism, for a whole range of reasons, in some cases to settle petty personal feuds, and in others to undermine democracy worldwide, and for profits, naturally. Until next week, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on.